Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mr. Saunders Show. Joined again by Mr. Saunders, Mr. Korea, and myself. Today, we're going to be talking about movies. We got into it a little bit last week with the uh, dating cards and asking uh, what your favorite movie is. We liked it so much that we thought that we should do a whole segment on uh, on movies and uh, kind of a, from a philosophical standpoint, different types of movies. Um, so we have a couple here that we're going to do. We'll probably do about three three movies that we'll do. So let's get right into it. Uh, first one that we have uh, on the agenda is Dances with Wolves. Now, I, I've seen this one a long time ago, so I don't really... Uh, uh, remember too much about it, but so maybe you can take us through like the premise of it and uh, maybe give us a little more detail on that one. Dances with Wolves. Yeah, uh, uh, of course, a famous Kevin Costner movie. Right, right. I think he might have even wrote a lot of the script uh, for that movie. I remember reading something by Kevin Costner, and he said that he wanted to make a movie uh, of of Indians. Uh, probably didn't say Indians. Probably said Native Native <laughs> right. Americans. The way he saw. Uh, the history of Native Americans, and so, in other words, the movie itself is not trying to be historical. It's it's trying to line up with Kevin Costner's right. opinion or illusion of of um, you know the deal the, the Native Americans and their clash with Western civilization. Of course, you know the Sioux Indians right. up in South Dakota, I believe is where it was filmed. Yeah. So was Kevin Costner? He was. Uh, what was uh, his he was character? a uh, you know, and there's a lot of things that are anachronistic in this movie. Um, I, I'm already being negative. I apologize, <laughs> but anachronism is something that's out of place. It's okay. out of time. It's out of place. Like an easy example would be as if you're watching a, a western and you see a telephone pole, or uh, or a skyscraper in the background, yeah, or a jet trail, and okay. that's anachronistic. But also anachronistic can be if a person's saying things that a person in 1865 would not have said. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let's say the person says, well, I, I, I'm a, I appreciate diversity. Okay. <laughs> that's true. In 1865, <laughs> yeah. there's no way yeah. that that's in that person's head. Right. right. So you know, this movie, he's in the Civil War and... Um, I remember he, he refuses to get his foot cut off, he, and he puts his boot back on, and uh, as he's walking away, I think they ask where he's going, and and he says he wants to see the West uh, before it's gone. gone. Oh, okay. So he's and just I believe, traveling then. He, well, Basically. he's, you know, and I believe that's anachronistic, because in 1865, I don't know how many men or women... It was the frontier. Is what yeah, yeah, are going to want to see the West before it's gone. I mean, I, they're going to want to... Shoot buffalo and sell the tongue or sell the hide, or they're going to want to not get killed by Indians. Yeah, no one's taking like a summer off and going vacationing in the yeah, in the West. yeah, we're not vacationing <laughs> yeah. in Sioux Indian <laughs> land yeah, right, here, right? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so it was that kind of thing is really easy for us to do today, you know, in yeah. the 80s. This movie was the 80s, I think, and maybe late 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, it's easy for us to look back and say, Boy, I was, you know, I would have liked to see all these herds of buffalo, and I would have liked to see the Indians roaming free and teepees and stuff. And however, you wouldn't have liked it if they were gonna uh, roast you over a fire, <laughs> which there'd be a pretty good chance of happening, right? right? Because you were not of their tribe, you know, and in fact. Uh, you know, I, I think a Pawnee would not like to run across a, a Sioux Indian, you know, out of yeah, in right. Sioux Indian territory because right. that would be trouble for that Pawnee. Well, yeah. Didn't he show the, the Pawnee as the aggressor? Yeah, the Pawnees were the bad guys in that movie, just like they were in Little Big Man. And one reason is that they, they're always de- depict Pawnees are always depicted as suck ups to, to white people. Um, uh-huh. uh, to the, you know, the, 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 
and then and so and there's the suck-ups and then betrayed kind yeah, of yeah then they, they betray other yeah. indian tribes but the reason that you know the pawnees were often guides for the cavalry and such is because they were the first ones to get conquered by the the western the the oh, europeans the, right yeah, right 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 because the pawnees were pl- from places like iowa or nebraska so they get conquered first and um was it the french well first no i I don't, you know, that's a good question, but I think mostly this would be probably the Americans that are moving west, you know, mm. and going, right. you know, and so the Pawnees are the first ones to go down for the count, so to speak, and so, you know, there really is no reason to, uh, you know, to, I, I do get tired of movies that always badmouth the Pawnees, because <laughs> <laughs> if you were a Pawnee, what choice would you have, but, you know, to, yeah. And plus, you don't. You're not too friendly with the Sioux Indians or the Blackfeet or whoever your 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 Cheyenne or whoever other tribes that were were raiding your villages as you raided theirs, right? right? right. I mean, we 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 keep thinking. You know, we've got to realize this is tribal. This is not one friendly Indian nation. There's a lot of tribes here that didn't like each other. And the Pawnees were probably anxious to get back at the at the Sioux. Okay, so, so anyway. So then he heads west and um, is not killed by the Sioux Indians. Um, in fact, he kind of rescues uh, some of the Sioux with because he has a rifle. He has a repeating rifle. Um, uh-huh. And he shoots a couple. Uh, I think he. Sh- I. I gotta. I really need to watch this movie again. But he. He keeps. He, he might. He, woman, he right? might have even shot a buffalo that was going to trample uh, somebody. And I, I'm sorry. I'm not ready for a better. But. but and um, I didn't like that either because I thought here's the here's Kevin Costner gets to be the white hero, right? And, yeah, you know, yeah. because it's he's got a rifle and and um, yeah, and there's a white woman that they have captured who's been treated wonderfully well, of course, you know, and you never know if that's true or not, right? I don't, stands with fist. Yeah, stands with fist. I mean, that's quite a that and that's quite a name for her. I mean, why couldn't her name be Limping Raccoon or something? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's got a pretty good yeah. illusion going here, right? I mean, I guess if it was my if yeah. it was my dream, I'd have her name stand with fist or you know, beautiful like sky or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and uh, so, so he saves her, and then is that why he like gets accepted by? Well, I think he might have even helped save um, uh, another Indian, another male. But anyway, the story is it's kind of a similar story to Little Big Man, which I think is a much better movie, the Dustin Hoffman of uh, uh-huh. Little Big Man. I don't think I've heard of it. And that the cavalry is always the bad guys, and the Indians are, you know, they have tribal councils that are like, you know, like the Greek Senate, right? Which, which you're going, well, that's pretty impressive, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that's the way it went. But is that the, is that historically valid? Yeah. And they, in fact, they have all their teeth. I mean, is that historically <laughs> yeah. valid? You know what I mean? I mean, you probably wouldn't have your teeth after you know after age forty if you're yeah. an Indian. It's no first class uh, dental service. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you're and you're eating a lot of stuff. You're using <laughs> yeah. your teeth uh, different ways than we do today. And you know you yeah. you know you're gnawing on bones and eating a lot of grit and things like that. <laughs> so I think the Revenant did a good job of showing Indians in a very native and rough. Environment. I don't know if you ever. Oh, seen is that the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of a remake of uh, the Richard Harris movie, isn't it? The um, the man that gets Mal- Malbec Grizzly Bear. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I wouldn't know. Man in the Wilderness. 
You oh, really? See, they already, so they I already say did watch this movie. Man in the Wilderness. Interesting. All right? and, and then watch. That's what, that fact, that's the homework I'm giving you, okay. is watch The Man in the Wilderness with Richard Harris, then watch The Revenant, and then, they're pretty and then we'll talk about Have it. You seen well, the they're Re- the same story. Uh, but oh, the about Revenant, the same, because the same, it was based on a true story, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. that's right. Oh, okay. and, and The Revenant is updated and made more politically correct, and you will see what I mean when you watch it. Interesting. It, it was very raw, The Revenant, very gritty. I really enjoyed it because it shows, <laughs> I don't know, everybody was in a very rough state. They were hungry, so they killed the, the buffalo, and they started eating it right then and there. Yeah. Yeah, he, he uh, Leo, like. Uh, I'm hungry, he, and he throws he, him a liver. He slept, or slept in a horse uh, to stay warm. Like He cut it open and took right. the guts out and like stayed in that. Uh, there was <laughs> one, of the, one of the comments on Facebook said that you always refer to Leonardo DiCaprio as Leonardo de whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, uh, yeah, or I called him Leonardo de skinny guy <laughs> when, when he first came out. And then I saw him in a movie I liked. Uh, I thought he was great in that Howard Hughes movie. Um, it was a strange movie, but I thought he was just really good in it. And I kind of liked the guy as an actor. Yeah. Because he's, he's willing to play different roles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the criminal. He played the criminal in... Um, Undercover cop. The Departed? the Departed. Oh, I love The Departed. That's okay. a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, yeah. yeah we're getting off topic here, but yeah. uh, back to. Wait, anyway. what Howard Hughes movies were, was uh, he in? Yeah, he was. Howard he was in Hughes. one. Yeah, he was Howard Hughes. Really? Yeah, at the end, they flew the big spruce, group, spruce goose plane, and it was. Uh, oh, is that the the aviator? That was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, he has played like everything. Remember that? And he was battling mental <laughs> illness, and it was. It yeah. was I, I kind of like movies like that, even though yeah. they're. They're not ones you want to sit through more than once, maybe. But have you seen um, The Wolf of Wall Street? I hated that movie. Really? Yeah, I hated it. Uh, I have never seen a Matthew McConaughey movie that I like. Whoa! Um, Even I, Interstellar. I can't take him. I can't yeah. take. I can't take his commercials. If he's on a Buick <laughs> commercial, no, I mute like it, the no, commercial. Lincoln, I can't uh, Lincoln take yeah. Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln. Okay. Yeah. Well, can't do it. I, I just—he's so there's something about him. He's smug, and he's always a role that I don't like. His character, I don't like. Um, it's predictable for me. Um, he has a pretty small part in that movie, though. I was going to say, he's only yeah, but I, uh, Remember, he was the big, uh, pompous guy. Yeah, uh, the, beginning. Uh, he, the big the Wall Street tycoon. And basically, this is a, kind of a takeoff on Wall Street, which was an Oliver Stone movie, mm-hmm. which lines up with the zero-sum game mentality, which means if you are a winner in Wall Street, you're stealing your money from someone else. Yeah, right? that's, and yeah, that's basically what he does. And that's what McConaughey kind of says in that yeah. big speech. It's the same speech that um, uh, Charlie Sheen, is it Charlie Sheen? Oh, no. Oh, Gordon, Gecko. Gordon Gecko. Gordon Gecko says that. Well, it's Greed Gord- is good. Yeah, that's right, Gordon, right. But that's Sheen, right? No, that's... um. Uh, Mark, oh uh, man, no, not Charlie Sheen. No. It's um, oh, it's the other guy. Yeah, Douglas, talking, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yep. it's Michael Douglas. Yep. It's a very and it's a greed is good and yep. then it's yep. uh, there's winners and there's losers, pal. Yeah, right. Well, that's not the free market. Right. And if you think that that's the way Wall Street is, we need to close it down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what it is. That is the way casinos are, winners and losers. But right. we don't want to close them down for some reason. <laughs> But you know the only, uh, but in Wall Street, if it's a business producing something, and I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but 
you know, somebody's buying those products, whether it's Procter and Gamble or, or whatever it is, and uh, everybody's uh, and production is happening, and and wealth is actually increasing. Yeah, yeah. He says in that movie that I can spend people's money better than they right, right, yeah, he does, right. Yeah. And so that is a false depiction of the free market. So I reject both movies. What about even though? Because then at the uh, as it goes on, like he. I mean, it's illegal the, when he's selling the the penny stocks, right? Um, but then he doesn't uh, he doesn't do anything with them. He just has them buy them, and then they don't, and he just keeps all the profit, right? Um, in uh, in Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, yeah. They I don't Is think it, they get into that very very much into the details or the nuance of it. Just that's true. That it's all the, the the fact that he made a lot of money and then yeah. just shows the the lifestyle. Yeah, they, yeah. They he basically profited off of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the problem with a movie like that is that sure there's there's probably some bad people, men and women that make money, you know, by just uh almost gambling. Yeah. Right, financially. But still if you're investing in a company and the company needs your money and they survive now like Revlon did, I mean they were gonna go under and all kinds of all kinds of companies were gonna go under, but they but they survived because of things like junk bonds. What's the problem with you making money by keeping this 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 person that that's hired thousands of other people maybe keep them in jobs employed. and yeah. keep them employed and now they're producing they go home with their family with salaries and they can buy houses and I don't understand why um, why we always want to disparage that um, no matter I mean I know that the you know, these guys aren't saints, maybe that are loaning the money, but neither is Walt Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. right? Neither am I. I'm going to want to get paid back if I loan you money. I mean, yeah, you know, and I don't know if these people are going to heaven or hell, but that's not really my concern. My concern is why are we always bashing uh, the <laughs> Wizards of Wall Street? Well, the, the space version of Dancers with the Wolves was uh, Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, so is that like the main? So the main premise of Dance with Wolves was like, you know, the white man is evil for taking the Indians' land, or yeah, I think, you know, I'd have to watch it again to come up with this to 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 to, to be more succinct with this. But it seemed to me like, um, yeah, that this was a paradise lost that the Indians had this uh, kind of a paradise thing going, and they were yeah. living in sync with the animals and such, and right. the. Uh, Western civilization ruined it, and the and the greedy. Yeah, Johnny greedy Cash's whites song, um, you know, "White Man's Greed." He says yeah. in that song. Um, oh, Ira Hayes. I battle about ba- ballad of Ira Hayes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white man's greed oh, took, really? took his yeah. water rights. What water rights? <laughs> yeah, and then and <laughs> that's so why weird. he was found drunk in a ditch or, yeah. or something. Yeah. Like he killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so yeah, they were I, the peaceful, beautiful um, nomads. And they used the whole buffalo. Yeah, they, everything was symbiotic with. Yeah, yeah, with, and, with the Indians. Right, and you know what's kind of interesting here is, and I'm going to throw a little philosophy out here, but if you're a Judeo-Christian, you you should have some guilt about, you know, broken treaties with the, with the natives. Um, um, mistreatment of Indians. Yeah. You should have some guilt because those are human beings, and you, you know, you broke the eighth commandment, which is "Thou shalt not steal." You, you, you know, maybe you broke the tenth, which is "Thou shalt not covet." There's some guilt there. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
and it should be looked upon that way. However, if you're if you're an evolutionist, I'm not sure that you should feel guilty. That's about That's a good any point. I always think about that because I always yeah. say like it's it is kind of human. I always say it's like human nature. If you look at it, the past, right? It's human nature to conquer and to kind of gain land, right? Well, it could and be you could term it survival of the fittest. or survival of the fittest, right? And that's and exactly what happened. Well, yeah. I mean, culturally, the the the, the Western civilization had repeating rifles, and they had railroad, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. had steel, and yep. they had the wheel, yep. um, and they had medicines, and they had gunpowder. I mean, so if if you are an evolutionist, I'm not sure why you're upset about this. Yeah. Um, and and I'm, I'm sure that people could could you know blog you and tell you why I don't but I don't know. Yeah. I think the only people that should be upset about this are people that are uh, think there's absolute rights and wrongs that are eternal and that they, you know that I don't give a damn that one culture was more superior than another. This guy got this tribe was able to conquer that one because the Indians were more that way. Yeah. Hey, if we can conquer their tribe, take over their yeah. hunting grounds, we do it. And that happened. Okay, and yeah. most you know right of yeah. course it did. Yeah. Of course it did. I mean, the Sioux weren't always in, in control of the uh, upper Midwest. It was other tribes before them. I mean, the Aztecs weren't always in control of the Mexico City area. They yeah. had to wipe out other tribes to get it. Yeah. So I'm not sure how much guilt they had. So, And I know they didn't understand Darwin's theory, but they certainly lived it out. So that's why I like Apocalypto. <laughs> yes, you yes. Know, because they show... Um, the Aztecs was it the Aztecs? They were um, Mayans. I think they were Mayans. Yeah, yeah they, they were Mayans. Them and, and things that they really did. They were yeah. vicious and brutal. brutal. They were going out to the country and getting these tr- you know peaceful tribes. It seemed that way. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and then they brought them up and they were manipulating the people and they were cutting hearts out. And yeah, it's kind of funny how they show like uh, that they're the Mayan. Uh, empire at that time is going out and getting you know these peaceful villagers or whatever and taking them back and, and disrupting their land and all this stuff. But then at the very end of the movie, here comes the Europeans, right? He's on they're on the beach they're and the they saviors. and they show these Europeans. But it's funny because like they're about to get a taste of their own medicine kind of thing, you know, where yeah. like they yeah. were doing this whole thing and then here right. come the Europeans are going to do the exact same thing right. to them you what see they were somebody doing. Somebody get with smallpox <laughs> towards the end of that movie, right? Yeah, right. But it's always yeah. the Europeans um, who yeah. went in and destroyed. You know, today's right. view is how evil the Europeans were right. to the native Mexicans, but the reality is uh, yeah. they were well, that's, brutal. Yeah, right. Yeah. And pl- for reality, everybody was brutal in the oh yeah, the yeah. fourteen fifteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody was brutal. Yep. It's only recently that we that we have been less brutal. I think. Really. Yeah. And Mel Gibson, you know, that movie wasn't popular with a lot of people that would, uh, they didn't appreciate him showing the supposed equivalence of, of self-interest and greed right. that the Indians had as the same as the white men right. Right, and the Spanish. And people didn't appreciate Did him. you like that movie? I really enjoyed it. I really thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I, I cared cool. about the kid. I did not want his heart to get yanked out of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I laughed out loud a couple of times. Remember when he said, no, I can't be sacrificed. I got to go home and <laughs> yeah. save my wife. Remember that? Yeah, because yeah. He, he hit her in a hole. And I laughed because yeah. he's going to get sacrificed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, I, I can't do that. <laughs> he gets cocky. He starts yelling at them when he goes off the uh, waterfall. Oh, the waterfall? I am Jaguar Paw. And then yeah. they, and just, then they jump just jump after, after him. him. He's like, yeah. oh, he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was... Yeah. It was nonstop and yep. uh, no English. Yeah, that's another thing I like too. Uh, yeah. I really, I thought probably um, archaeologically that those cities, those towns were pretty accurate, you know, in, no, in the Mayan. Great job. I, did, I really enjoyed the, the, the yeah. movie. 
And I like I like it when it's not one culture good, one culture bad. Yeah. I like it when you see the flaws in yeah. all of us. Human. Human. Right. Human. Yeah. It's not, and there's no like. It seems like a lot of times today movies will try to have an agenda about like they want to, you know, whether it would be like making the Mayans seem peaceful or whatever, right? Or like they want there's yeah. some extra. Every director has an agenda. Right. And Mel Gibson had his agenda. Right. And Kevin Costner had his right. Yeah. And the guy that did Avatar, Cameron. Cameron. Uh, James Cameron. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. agenda. You got to realize yeah. everybody's got it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. They all do. Yeah. yeah. Passion of the Christ is another oh, Mel yeah. Gibson movie where I thought he did. A wonderful job of, of, of an ancient a story that people have told millions of times. Obviously, that's another movie where they don't speak English the whole time, too. Right? Yeah. They, they Aramaic, the original yeah. language of uh, Christ. You know, I never saw that movie, and the on the reason is I just I don't like seeing people portray Christ because it it gets stuck in my head, and I know that Christ didn't look like Decap Cavazil or whatever his name was. But from now on, I'm going to think of Christ as Jim Cavazil. Jim <laughs> Cavazil <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just avoided it. And I yeah. avoid, sometimes I avoid movies because of that very thing. Whenever I see there's the, even there's even Christian movies, right? Yeah. Where Jesus is a smiling Jesus and he's walking around. Yeah, I, I was, forgot what the movie was called. I didn't see it. Yeah. I always find it interesting how, like, um, depictions of Christ, and like, especially the ones that are like, um, when he's like just this clean white guy, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's he did not look like that. He's a small little Jewish fella, you know. Yeah, he and he's from, from the Middle East, so yeah. And, and plus, we don't know, we don't know how he would have reacted, what his, the look was in his eyes. I don't want to get religious yeah. here. We don't know what kind of compassion he would have shown, and and I don't think right. an actor can duplicate it. You know, I don't. I, I'm even uncomfortable with someone. You know, depicts Thomas Jefferson or George Washington, I did, you know, or Abraham Lincoln. Like, well, well, when I look at the Shroud of Turin, mm-hmm. to me, I see that's that's what Christ looked like. That that's probably an older Jewish, Middle like, Eastern older man, Jewish man. <laughs> yeah, in the Shroud of Turin. That's, yeah, that's probably what he looked like. And he <laughs> was recently, whoever that is in the Shroud of Turin, was recently crucified. So to me, that's my vision. Of, oh, of right, Christ. right. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and who knows if even that's because that's his human form. You well, know what I mean? So, I like, mean, who knows what he actually what like? To, if yeah, that's what we have to go on. Who knows what he actually yeah. looks like? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm saying, or what we're kind of saying, is that movies have power. Yeah, there's a reason that these movies are made, and you have to protect your your mind. You do have that's to protect point. your mind when you go to these movies and. Whether it's looking at this man as Christ and you don't want to do that, okay, or whether it's I got to be careful because I'm going to think the white men are all bad after this movie and I'm going to. Yeah, it can shape your thinking. Yeah, this isn't a nice scientific debate here about, you know, the issues of uh, taking over the land from the Indians. I mean, right. Well, when you talk about protecting your mind. Um, we were mentioning earlier deliverance. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's so interesting because if you bring up deliverance, all men anyway refer to that one scene. Yep, right? that's all That's all and, I do. And, and usually men will laugh and they'll yeah. say, squeal like a pig, right? And you go, you know, you know, yes, I know it's a terrifying scene. Yeah, I think I saw it when I was scene. like, 15, and 14, that yeah, scarred me for, scarred me yeah. for life. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
But I think the movie is so good and so important that we need to rise above that scene right. while realizing how important that scene was. Right. Because the whole movie changes then. Yeah. And it becomes a movie different. It, used to, it was four guys from the city going down the river, right, before the river's dammed up and Burt Reynolds leading the way. Yeah. And from that moment on, we've got a dead mountain man in our hands. What are we going to do? Right. Okay? And and so I think one of the best scenes in movie history, I really do think this, is when Burt Reynolds runs the discussion about what do we do right. with the dead mountain man right. that he's just shot with yeah. a bow right yeah. through his chest. Yeah. Right? And we get to see the guy breathe his last, which is grisly. And... Uh, one of the guys, the most decent guy of the bunch, that's what they call him, and the actor's Ronnie yeah. Cox, and he says, we've got to go, we've got to go, we've got to turn ourselves oh, in, right, and right. tell him what happened. This guy was sexually violating members of our party, and and, uh, and uh, Burt Reynolds says, well, we're going to be, in, we're going to go on trial, it's going to be a jury of our peers, of their peers. Yeah, their peers. Their peers. Yeah, yep. uh, it's going to be their cousins, it's going to be, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, this is murder, yeah. You know, and so what? What ensues is a debate then about what are we going to do? And I think it's one of the best written things and ever, acted. and best acted. Yeah. And I remember my principal of my school, Doctor Slemmer, oh, asked yeah. me once, "Hey, I'm looking for a film clip about leadership." And I said, "The film clip on Deliverance when they just." Discuss what to do with the dead mountain man. <laughs> that's it. And he yeah. said, I can't show that <laughs> to the faculty. Yeah. And I said, that's too bad. <laughs> because and then Bert, remember what Bert does? He goes, You believe in you believe in democracy, don't you? Whatever the guy's name, let's just call him Ronnie. Yeah. And and, and Ronnie goes, Yes, I do. And Bert says, We'll have a vote. And I won't vote. Just you three. Just you three vote. Because I want to bury him. Right. Be done with this. Yeah. right? Because it's going to get covered with a lake. Yeah. No one's going to see him. And he goes, and, and he goes, just you three. So Ronnie agrees. So Bert goes right to Ned Beatty, who's the guy that got violated. That's What's right. he going to vote? Of course he's going to say, bury, bury him. him. Yep. Right? He wants this to be behind him, done. Yep. Then he goes to Ronnie, the, and Ronnie goes, I think we should go to the authorities. And then he sticks it on John Voight. Right? Sticks it on John Boy. It's just, it's so wonderful. And John doesn't say, I say we bury him. John says, I go with Bert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how he says it, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's just, and then they, it's just a great scene. And then as the movie progresses, you see how these men change. Yeah. These men have to change. And, and the guy that changes the most is John Voight, but also Ned Beatty, the guy that got violated, mm -hmm. has to yeah, lie yeah. to the police. Yeah. He has to really keep his composure, and he does better than anybody else. He keeps his composure yep. better than anybody else. He holds to the story to the cops, and and it's just – I just think it's a tremendous uh, – I thought it should have been Best Picture back then, and I still think it's a very underestimated movie did, did because that one scene horrifies us all so much. Yeah. And by the way, that scene is so horrifying because when you watch it, you feel like this could be me, mm -hmm. and there's no way out. Yeah, I've always... Uh, have you seen the movie Without a Paddle? No. So it's kind of the same... It's not... It, it's 
you know, about these friends that go down a river in uh, Oregon or Washington, I think. And um, and I've always wanted to do that. I always they get in these boats and they go down, kind of like they did in Deliverance. But I'm like, oh, that looks so fun. But it's so funny because every time I've seen that movie, and I think about doing that with my friends, that scene from Deliverance pops in my head. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, man, I don't know. You know, I'm still too handsome. Yeah, So it's funny how well, yeah. that one scene yeah. just it always it but sticks. The, with but me. the scene is horrifying, which it should be. It doesn't yeah. make light of it. No, it, it's a yeah. great scene because it's a terrible, terrible thing. Yep. We know it's terrible. Yeah, nobody enjoys watching that scene, <laughs> no. right? Yeah, and in fact, and um, both guys involved then are killed later too. So there's some justice done, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They don't get away with it. That's true. It's all a test of character. Yes, a true and difficult test. Yes. What are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do? This could be you. This could have been you that got. Cu- yeah, I think you that's could have why been, and anybody yeah. could have been Ned Beatty. I think that, anybody could. And we all think, oh, I would have been Burt Reynolds. You don't know that. Yeah, and I think that's good that it shows each, like everyone is kind of on a different page, sort of, you know. Yes. And then, and it, the debate between that because it is kind of like, yeah, what would you do if you were in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. Now what? Well, the in the the the, the novels written by James Dickey, and he's a fantastic writer. He's a fa- and. Um, He's a poet. I recommend the novel. I have it. Yeah. I oh, need, you do? I need to read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loaned mine out and it went away. I do that a lot. <laughs> but, you know, you can always buy another book. That's true. You had mentioned earlier that there were a lot of differences between Clint Eastwood movies of old, uh, directed movies, and Clint Eastwood movies today. Right. What, what do you think are the main differences between the way he's acting and directing then versus now? Well, um, I really like old Clint Eastwood movies. Um, the first one I saw that he directed was Play Misty for Me, and he did it right after Dirty Harry. Because I remember, because okay. in Dirty Harry, as he's walking across one of the streets in San Francisco, on the movie marquee, it says Play Misty for Me. Oh, wow. Right? No way. That's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, uh but I really enjoyed that movie, and it was about he was a radio DJ and this, this, this psychotic, uh, the psychotic woman Jessica Walter, who becomes the voice of the mother on Archer. You ever see the cart? The cart- uh, it's a cartoon, right? Yeah, I've seen like one episode of that. Some <laughs> <laughs> episodes you should see. Really? <laughs> I've always uh, thought about it. I never, but I never um, thought about it. I, huh. I, have I to don't check know it if out. I should advocate it. But <laughs> boy, I sure laugh at a couple of those episodes. <laughs> and, uh, and anyway, she becomes fixated with him, and she's got a, some kind of disorder, and. Um, it's he can't shake her, or he can't and uh, can't get rid of her, and uh, it becomes a very it becomes a horror movie towards you know yeah. halfway through, and I just thought wow what a I, even when I saw it younger it was a younger man I just really was caught up in it and I, I believed that this could happen yeah and I thought Clint Eastwood really did a great job in that movie both as director and actor, and some of his later movies. Of course, Dirty Harry, I mean, is very satisfying on many levels, especially the first one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, when he actually tortures the one guy to get the, the right to find out where he buried the live girl. Remember that? Everybody's everybody's secret fear is to be buried alive. And he tortured right. that guy. Remember that? And he got trouble for it, for torturing the guy. And all this stuff, you know. It was, And this was what? The sev- late 60s? Early 70s. Early yeah. 70s. So this kind of hit on a lot of things that are going to be issues later is, you know, yeah. how much do we let cops uh, 
do these kind of things. <laughs> I think it was yeah, the second true. one where the Vietnam vets were out just killing bad guys. Magnum Force. Yeah. Right. Where they took it on themselves to kill bad guys. Kill all the bad guys. <laughs> David Soul. Well, lately his movies I think are a little different. I think people still believe he's a you know, a maverick and a real conservative or whatever you want to call him. But mm-hmm. I, I don't see them that way. Yeah, I, I like Grand Torino, I did not enjoy for several reasons. Um, one is I thought he was he used a lot of ethnic slurs against the uh, Mungs. right? But he, he slurs he would never have used against blacks or Hispanics. Never would have said similar things, right? So you kind of took the easy way out. I, I, th- I think yeah. it's the easy way out. I really yeah. do. Yeah. And and also I didn't like him because in the funeral of his wife, his grand his sons are being disrespectful, right? At the funeral, right? Yep. And his grandkids are very disrespectful. I'm, I'm thinking, what kind of a military major or colonel or whatever he was, what kind of guy would raise sons like this? Right. If those are your sons, what the hell kind of guy are you? Yeah, what does that say about, about him? Who yeah. are acting up in the funeral? Right. I just didn't buy it. So I didn't buy most of the movie because I didn't like Clint's. Because of how his kids acted at the funeral. I said, the hell with you. That's as good as you can do. You know, I don't care about you or your wife or your kids or who gets the damn Torino. Right? Yeah. It's a very... uh, uh, Straighten your kids out. Throw them out of the church. Do something. Something he wouldn't have made in the early 70s. Right. Yeah. It wasn't Dirty Harry anymore. Right, right. Interesting. Well, he did another one called, um, it was about a, a guy that was going to be executed in 24 hours or 48 hours or something like that. It was called True Crime. Oh. And the book was written um, by Andrew Clavin, and the book was written to show reverse discrimination. It was a, it was a, um, the prisoner was a white guy that was yeah. falsely accused of committing a crime, killing somebody. But the prosecutor knew that he or she, I can't remember now, was going to be promoted if they convicted this this fellow because he fit the narrative of who they wanted to convict, which was a white guy. So it was a reverse discrimination mm-hmm. story, right? Right, right. True crime by Andrew Clavin. Um, well, when Clint took it, he made it a black guy. Yeah. Well, so now it's just an old-fashioned yeah, story. It's just an story old-fashioned we've seen story of whites times. that are oppressing yeah, blacks. Right. And, you know, that's okay. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not... But he, he changed... The the, the the essence of that book, the a hundred percent, yeah, changed it. So, yeah. Do you think uh, uh, which like, would have took more courage though if it was a white guy? That's true. That's my point. Do you think Hollywood, uh, the, like since Hollywood has changed or whatever, you think that's gotten to him over the I years? I don't or? think he. Could, yeah, I think so. I think he knows that he couldn't have done this with yeah. a, with a white guy. Now, how are you going to get the financing for the movie if yeah. you're not? Yeah, totally and he would have lost as much credibility as Mel Gibson did when he did Apocalypto. <laughs> yeah. Right, I mean, you don't want to lose all of that. That's true, because Mel Gibson's kind of been uh, an outlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah he really he's not is. accepted by the the and elite Clint anymore. Clint Eastwood is very much an icon. Right, right. Yeah, even by even though he's still conservative, or whatever, he's still accepted by all the liberal Hollywood yeah, elites. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Remember in the um, Republican convention, he put the empty chair. The chair. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> he's trying to talk to Obama. <laughs> <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, that's a. Gr- I think that's a great movie if you get the abridged version. You know. Yeah. The, but I think. I think or if you have three hours. I mean, who's to better watch. than Eli Wallach? Yeah. 
right? I mean, Eli Wallach saying, Blondie! Blondie! That guy's so good. Tuco. Tuco, is that his is name? Tuco. Tuco? Tuco. Tuco. Oh, no, no. Eli. Tuco is uh, Breaking Bad. No, no, no. Tuco was uh, his antagonist, the main antagonist in the movie. I mean, and he's oh, in so many great movies. He's in the Magnificent Seven, right? Eli Wallach. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. If God, if the good Lord didn't want them to be sheared, he would not have made them sheep. He says that about the Mexican villagers, right? That he's mm. oppressing. Yeah. Right? And um, and then when that remake was made, Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Yeah. It was the opposite. It was it was a white uh, mine owner that was oppressing mine owners and oppressing a white village. Yeah, and the white village had people that didn't know how to shoot, and the men were all cowards, yep. right? Yeah. So they took it and they they did what they did what Clint Eastwood yeah. did. In the in the in yeah, the in you true can, crime, yeah. they completely turned it upside down. Because you could never make that movie today. The old movie, no, you couldn't yeah, make. You the couldn't old remake it, it seven, it you could not way. make because it implied that the Mexican villagers were being submissive to this bad bandito, right. and that they needed Americans with guns to go down and fix the problem, <laughs> right? Right. So that would not be an acceptable scenario. Today. Yeah, no way. Whereas the other one, where you you had a black guy and a Indian and a Asian and all these guys <laughs> yeah. rescuing whites that yeah. were too too chicken shit <laughs> <laughs> to shoot these miners. <laughs> that was okay. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> right? Is that yeah. Denzel? Was that Denzel? Um, it was Denzel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking either him or... I think there was a woman, too, that was involved in blasting away these bad guys. Yeah, yeah. she was... Yep, yeah. and she was... Um, her and Chris Pratt had, like, a thing or something, fell in yeah. love or something, I forget. Yeah. When you say Denzel, do you mean Denzel Washington? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's in the new... What do you think of him? Uh, well, I mean, I'm just... just This movie here, I, did, I, Ooh, I didn't really... I, I got. Know, have I you just, seen? Have that, you seen Training Day? Oh. Yeah, I saw Training Day. You know, I, I was very impressed with him in Training Day. Okay. Love that movie. Because yeah. he's such a bad guy. He's very, very good in that role. Yeah. You know, and um, it was an uncomfortable movie, I thought. But he gets me. beat by a white boy. Yeah, and at the end, the white guy becomes the kind of the hero because he rescued the the girl, right? The, he yeah. Raped. He rescued yeah. her and then... Before he was going to get killed, but you're right, they they find yeah his cousin because it was the his cousins Smiley. or her cousins right Smiley. yeah and then he found out that uh, he saved her and then right. he let him live yeah yeah it was I was impressed with Denzel I didn't like I didn't like the character you know what I mean yeah I didn't like the character but I kinda, you don't think that you just I don't, don't think that that's realistic I don't it even think was it was based on a true story I, I don't was know how real. Yeah. Well, but that's yeah. again based on a true story. I mean, again, if they have a story about your life and the actor <laughs> yeah. is, uh, yeah, a, a lot transsexual of transsexual or something. <laughs> the hell, you know what I'd say? I knew I, he wasn't a tranny. Uh, based on a true story. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's you're enough. telling me he never wore pink. We'll have to watch out for when uh, <laughs> when they do a life of Mr. Korea. Make sure it's not a tranny. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, that's uh, that's all the movies we'll talk about today. Uh, next week we'll uh, we'll try to do some more movies for you guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe uh, on iTunes and Spotify, 
and check out our Facebook page, The Mr. Saunders Show. That's where you can get all the updates from uh, when the new shows are coming out. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.